Welcome to another edition of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. It's Lawrence Clady. I'm the host for this episode, which is being recorded from the Clio Cloud Conference here in Nashville, Tennessee. And I have the uh, distinct privilege of interviewing uh, the founder and CEO of Clio, Jack Newton. Welcome to the show. Great to be here. Thanks, Lawrence. Yeah, I haven't seen you since, I guess, last week. So are we going to talk about what we did last week? Let, let's do it. Let's give everyone a glimpse into uh, what the excitement from last last Sunday. Yeah, so uh, I, I met up with you at the uh, California Innocence Gala and you and Tanya and we were uh, sitting around just uh, you were getting an award and yes. uh, for supporting organization really good work uh, the California Innocence Project so thank you for yeah. all the uh, contributions that you've made to them just but wonderful people rare privilege yeah to be able to support an organization like that and then the very next day and it was uh, we were out there fairly late not too late but fairly late uh, we went out and did something fun what was it we we went wake surfing which which was uh, with with Adam Cameras and. Yourself and uh, Matt Spiegel joined us. So it was like a legal tech wake surfing party. Uh, and Tanya tagged along to take photos, but not wake surf. But uh, it was my first time wake surfing, and it was a blast. Uh, so I, I want to I do it again. And we'll, next time I'm down in San Diego, I uh, would love to, love to do it again. It was, it was a blast. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, I was surprised that a, a regular kind of, not a regular, it's a special kind of speedboat could put a, a wave out the back and that's so big, it's ridiculous. Like It was amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's just like all the like all the different shapes and the weight, like moving stuff around. And then of course, like, of course the boss, Adam Cameras, who uh, set that up, incredible surfer. <laughs> An incredible surfer. So he made us all look bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that's exclusively why he, he took us out for that sport. Do you want to make do something that makes you look awful compared to the skills I have? But it was a blast. It was the first time I ever done anything like it and I was happy with just getting up on the board and managing to to stay in the wake uh, and surf for a few minutes so it was, it was a blast yeah I think uh, you had the longest run though like I, I, uh, I had a pretty good run there and it was my, my first time doing it so I'd love to do it again and I can see now how people get hooked on surfing. Heck yeah, heck yeah. Well, uh, one day, if you come back, we'll do some analog surfing, the old time, like uh, old fashioned sounds, surfing. Sounds great, I'll, um, I'll, I'll follow up with you on that. All right, perfect, perfect. Well, we got an interview, I wanna respect your time here, so I definitely <laughs> wanna get uh, over to it, but uh, went to your keynote this morning, and uh, congratulations. Uh, apparently you. this is the biggest Clio Cloud conference that's ever been. Biggest so, ClioCon ever, yeah. Yeah, tell us about that, like uh, in terms of attendance, where are we? So we're 2,000 in-person attendees. Wow. 1,000 remote attendees for 3,000 plus attendees across both categories. Attendees from over 22 countries. We did a live stream of the opening keynote to a watch party in London in the UK. Wow. Uh, so it's a, a very international conference. And and look, you know, I'm, I'm just thrilled with the fact that on the heels of the pandemic and where a lot of in-person events are really struggling to get attendance numbers that were a half or a third or a tenth of what they were pre-pandemic that were we're breaking our pre-pandemic record for attendance and i think it just speaks to what a passionate community this this cleocon community is and uh man it's great to be back in person uh, you know you were in the keynote but the just the electric energy of a 2,000 person crowd that all cares about the same thing and is a, a community the way the CleoCon community is, it, it's, it's pretty special and definitely not something you can recreate on Zoom. 
No, no, definitely not on Zoom. But uh, you guys, I mean, you know, when we were, when we were hunkered down, you guys did a great job. It's probably the, the best. Uh, and I know there was a lot going on behind the scenes, but uh, a, a smooth, incredible virtual conference. But that said, way better to be here with you all Thank in you. person and a lot of fun, great energy and just the the staff running out to open it up. Everybody runs out and, uh, you know, it's, just it's it's a blast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. From from end to end. You can see the first time attendees just looking around going, what? What, what's, what's going, going on? on here? Is this a legal conference? <laughs> but then everyone starts smiling and you realize like, they're just having a blast. And that's kind of what we're here to do. Yeah. No, top notch stuff. So, well, great, great transition, though. Um, you know, uh, talking about, uh, you know, coming out of COVID and, you know, obviously, and, and I, this is a big takeaway, something I've been kind of keeping an eye on, too. I, I'm with you. I think uh, we're, we're headed into some uh, some tough times, I think, financially around the world. I think there's going to be a lot of adjustments going on. You're talking about a looming adversity. And so uh, recession, which is here uh, coming, uh, it's spreading around. Uh, you've got a lot of uh, inflation. Obviously, there's global instability, unfortunately, right now. And so um, just in terms of the legal profession and, you know, where are we? You know, finance times, we're, I think we're facing some, some difficult times. So where are we with the legal profession? Yeah. And, and it's... It's a pretty mi mixed picture and, and hard, I think, for a lot of lawyers to parse kind of what lies ahead here. One right. of the data points we talked about in the Legal Trends Report is that, you know, number one, over the last year and a half, legal has been absolutely booming. Right. Matter creation is up 20 plus percent. We've seen lawyers manage to improve their utilization rate, their realization rate, their collection rate. Collected revenues are up 45 percent compared to pre-pandemic norms. So on one hand, you have you know this incredible boom where the legal talent market is tighter than it's ever been in history. There's more legal demand than there's ever been in history. Uh, but then there's these very significant storm clouds on the horizon with this highly inflationary environment, a recession that depending on who you talk to, we're either already in or about to enter. The, the risk of World War III being right. a, a distinct possibility global supply chain challenges that have persisted. So there's just a, the, the macro environment is very challenging. And I think the, the ultimate question we're, we're asking when we look at the Legal Trends Report data from the last few years is, you know, is, is this a, a temporary COVID-related surge in demand or is, is this sustained? And I, I think where we should look for some cautionary examples is, in the, in the e-commerce world and the consumer products world where companies like Shopify and companies like Peloton looked at these surges in demand and forecast them to be permanent changes in, in consumer behavior. And instead they learned the very hard way and their stocks are now down you know, 80 plus percent and both companies have had to do significant rounds of layoffs because they got this bet wrong that it wasn't permanent change. It was a temporary surge that we saw regression to the mean. And this is something you hear economists talking about a lot these days. Is the pent-up demand. The, the pent-up demand is, is going to get addressed. It's going to go away. We're going to see a regression to the, the pre-pandemic mean. So all of this you, you know, is, is me peering into a little bit of a crystal ball in terms of what I think might happen. But I might be entirely wrong. And, and really, the takeaway from today's keynote was the only certainty is that this volatility is going to remain. And we need to be prepared for a constantly evolving, constantly changing environment that, that nobody has a crystal ball. There's a lot of opinions, there's a lot of perspectives, there's a lot of prognosticators out there, but at the end of the day, law firms need to be equipped for a highly volatile environment that they can't anticipate and need to think about how they become 
an anti-fragile law firm to prepare themselves for that volatility. That's that. That's a term that just keeps coming up. Uh, we almost got into that for the Legal Trends Report interview. We decided to save it for you, uh, for the boss. <laughs> well, and you. so I wanted to talk about this term because uh, this is a new one. So anti-fragile firm. And so this as a concept, uh, you know, let's build that out a little bit. Explain to us what this uh, anti-fragile firm is. Why is it so important that we have that perspective today? So. This concept of anti-fragility was developed by uh, uh, an academic that, uh, named Taleb that built out this, this framework of anti-fragility when he, when he asked the, this interesting question, which is, what is the opposite of fragile? And a lot of people would, would instinctively answer like resiliency. Or sturdy, the, maybe sturdy. Or sturdy, or... or yeah, these words that kind of connote that you survive, you know, that you make it through adversity. But his point is that that's actually not strong enough. You know, if you think about the opposite of fragile, there's actually systems that thrive in adversity, things that get stronger when you take a hammer to them. And that's really what the opposite of fragile is. And the term he coined for this is anti-fragility. And... When we look at what happened to the legal system, this all you know, kind of coalesced for me as a concept, just as I was reflecting on the last two and a half years of what has happened to individual law firms and the legal profession as a whole. And I think you look at the surging demand and you look at the happiness levels of lawyers being increased thanks to work from home and a more distributed workforce, law firms embracing technology because they had to and, and then realizing the benefits it provided. I think what we see is a legal industry as a whole that has emerged from the pandemic stronger than they entered it, which is, is definitionally what an anti-fragile system is. And so I wanted to kind of unpack that and just pull the thread because pre-COVID, a lot of people would have said, no, the legal system is a fragile system. You, you hit that with a hammer and everything falls apart. And I think what we saw is, uh, you know, to, to paraphrase, to paraphrase Jeff, Jeff Goldblum in, in Jurassic Park, you know, law firms find a way, you know, they, they find a way to survive and thrive. And, and we really saw that in, in COVID. So this concept of anti-fragility, I think, is very powerful and a great mental model for law firms to think about how they can, how they can enter this, the very choppy water that we're, we're not just entering, it's, we, we haven't left the choppy water from, no. <laughs> from COVID-19. So, so smooth water is a ways away. How do we navigate between now and then? And I, I think this, this concept of anti-fragility and a, a deliberate action plan around how you make your law firm more anti-fragile is, is a really powerful framework. Well, let, let's uh, let's get into that a little bit. So uh, you talked about, uh, and this is one of your quotes from from the keynote this morning. So launching into the Great Recession turned out to be perfect timing. And so right. you and uh, Ryan started a business uh, into a really tough financial cycle. And uh, I'm sure at the time it seemed uh, daunting, Insane. but as it, yeah, as it turned out, it ended up being the perfect timing. So uh, getting you that whole anti-fragile, thriving uh, with adversity, let, let's build that out just a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think about, you know, the last recession as an example, and, and sorry, the last recession being the, the 2008 great financial crisis is the recession I'm referring to as what turned out to be a great time to found a company to innovate and to build something new and to disrupt incumbents. And these, these very tumultuous financial environments can often be a great place to try a new thing. And that's exactly what we found with Clio. We founded Clio in 2008. In the keynote, I showed a picture of The Economist at the time. 
which had all the major banks and Morgan Stanley logos in a whirlpool, you know, uh, getting, rough. getting sucked down the drain. And, and the, the headline on the, the Economist was, what's next? You know, like, what else could go wrong? And even though, you know, it's a, a cover from 14 years ago, almost to the day, I think, I think it resonates with the kind of headlines we're seeing today where people are asking, you know, what's, what's next? It feels like it's just body blow after body blow. And, and while Ryan and I, I think at times, felt like we were insane trying to start a company in this environment in 2008, it turns out it was actually the perfect time to be launching a product like Clio. It was a perfect opportunity to be disrupting big companies, big incumbents that were firmly established in the legal practice management space because they were being conservative, they were, they were being careful in this economic environment. It turns out these economic factors were actually driving a lot of law firms to think more progressively about technology. How can they leverage technology to become more productive? They're starting to hear about this thing called the cloud. And is that something that might be interesting to them and, and help them become more efficient? So it turned out to be just this massively opportune time to, to launch a product like Clio, to disrupt incumbents, and you know, to reinvent uh, how legal practice management was, was done. So I, I don't think I would have necessarily anticipated this 14 years ago, but I look back on it and think, you know, if we were a year earlier, we would have been uh, too early, I think, and failed. If we were a year later, we would have been too late and failed uh, because there was other entrants in the market. And, and we just happened to perfect that timing, and it was in the middle of the most severe economic downturn since the Great Depression. Let's take those lessons that you learned from there. So perfect timing, uh, opportunity, a lane being open, other other businesses being conservative. And so it opened uh, an opportunity for you and Ryan in the early days of Clio. So what can we take uh, for that today? You know, with, with market forces where they are right now, disrupted supply chain, uh, rising interest rates, uh, humongous inflation, I mean, rough times, right? So what does the firm that thrive, what are they doing differently today going into the future? So the thing I, I talked about in the keynote was that you need to do something that feels a little bit counterintuitive, which is to look at all those headlines and, and look at them as opportunity. You read, you read about those headlines, about economic being a, uh, inflation being at a 40-year high, about impending World War III headlines about supply chain shortages, about uh, the, the looming recession that we're either you know, in or, or about to enter. And look at those as opportunities. And look at those as opportunities purely because if you're anti-fragile, those stressors will help you evolve and get stronger to survive similar stressors in the future. And your more fragile competitors are likely to emerge weaker from these stressors than, than when they entered them. So look at these downturns as an opportunity, and you need to be deliberate about preparing yourself for this opportunity. This isn't just being optimistic, by the way. This isn't just a mindset thing. This is, I talk about three distinct pillars that, that you, need to, you need to embrace to become anti-fragile. And I'll, I'll go over them really briefly, but we, we published an yes, ebook please. maybe that we can put in the show notes. Uh, for people that want to go more in depth on it, but we talk. What's about, the title of the book? It's your book. So it, it's it's a it's it's an ebook. It's not quite a, a full book. Maybe, maybe it will be someday. But uh, it's it's a book about the uh, the principles of an anti-fragile law firm, and it's an ebook. And again, we can maybe throw the URL in the show notes. But if you if you Google that, hopefully it'll come up as well. And the three pillars of an anti-fragile law firm are number one: you need to embrace creativity. You need to, number two, embrace connectivity. And number three, you need to embrace technology. 
And creativity, connectivity, and technology all interplay in a variety of ways that can help you build the foundations for an anti-fragile law firm that is is just adaptable, is really you know, the, the, the key concept here. The adaptability positions you to react to this changing landscape. And it's not just, you know, I've talked a lot about the macroeconomic factors that, that create a, a challenging and, and ad, adversity-rich environment, but it's, it's more than just that. Another example of a stressor that an anti-fragile law firm can thrive in uh, is, is regulatory reform. And you can look at what's going on in Utah and Arizona as something that fragile law firms rail against. You know, we don't want this deregulation or re-regulation. But anti-fragile law firms look at it and say, we, we can actually make this opportunity. This is a way to tap into more of the latent legal market. This is a way for us to tap into innovative investment models for legal. This is a way for us to get better as a firm. And it's that mindset. And I talk about the concept of, of law firms and, and, and lawyers and legal professionals that love the idea of adventure and risk and they embrace it and look at it as an opportunity. And that mindset, I think, is, is foundational to uh, the anti-fragile law firm and the kind of law firm that's going to thrive in the kind of economic environment we're about to enter. So what you're telling me is that uh, there's three things that survived nuclear war now. There's, uh, there's Keith Richards, there's roaches, and now lawyers. And now lawyers. Anti-fragile lawyers only, though. Anti-fragile lawyers and only. Keith, Keith Richards is anti-fragile, for yeah, sure. I that's don't, true. I don't know what he's doing to make him such, but definitely the case. Thri- thriving on adversity. So. <laughs> well, you, you always so I try to apply something meaningful uh, to our, this gathering and, uh, you know, inspirational, aspirational uh, goals and, and uh, you know, different... Uh, different calling cards to the profession, you know, the, the legal profession being a very special uh, profession. Uh, this year, the, the, big, uh, the big statement is make your mark. And yeah. so what is the significance of that? So make your mark was something that I took from an old Steve Jobs recording that I stumbled across earlier in the year. And he talks about the idea that the world around you is malleable that you can change the world around you and that everything around us, the way everything is done, was created by other human beings. And those other human beings were no smarter than we are. And you can conceive of a reality and bring that into the world with sheer will. And I, I think there's nobody better than Steve Jobs that has demonstrated how that, how that gets done. And one of the phrases he uses in this, in this interview is, you need to make your mark. And that resonated with me so deeply, I thought that this would be a really cool theme for the Clio Cloud Conference. And let's, let's make that our 2022 theme and encourage lawyers to view the world around them as malleable and changeable and one that they can make their mark, as, as he put it famously, make your dent in the universe. And I, I think lawyers are trained almost not to do that in a lot of ways. They're trained to be risk adverse. They're trained to conform to norms. They're, they're trained to do the way things have always been done. And so the, you know, the inspirational or aspirational message that, that I was trying to, to relay in the keynote today was we can reject the status quo. We can do things in new ways. This audience, this group of innovators at ClioCon are at the leading edge often of what that looks like. And we need to see more of that in the legal profession. So the calling card and, and the, the call to action for this year's conference is make your mark. And, and I, I think it did the job of energizing a lot of people in the audience to think about to enter the next two days with that in mind. And that is a frame as they consume 
and listen and engage with each other uh, over the course of the, the next two days. All right, last question, and I'd be remiss if I didn't ask this at the Clio Cloud Conference. So, so what's new on the Clio platform? So a bunch of exciting stuff we, we talked about in the, the product category this year, but I will distill it into two announcements that I'm most excited about. One is Clio Grow Websites, and this allows customers to launch a new website with just a few clicks in less than 10 minutes. Wow. They can stand up a beautiful looking website that is has technical capabilities that websites that cost tens of thousands of dollars don't have. Uh, the ability to schedule online appointments, the ability to do online intake, the ability to create uh, online appointments using Clio Grow Scheduler, the ability to collect online payments, the ability to connect to Clio for clients for online collaboration through the, the casework. So the ability to launch extremely powerful websites with just a few clicks. And I think about these websites as your LinkedIn bio website. So if you're, if you're putting a link to your website, your personal website, um, or your professional legal website on your personal social media profiles like LinkedIn or uh, Twitter or, or Instagram, you can really easily do that and have, like I said, a beautiful, elegant, well-designed website uh, in just a few clicks. The second thing that we announced that I'm really excited about is the Embedded Apps program. And we've been building our app integration ecosystem since 2014. It's been in a, a huge success and I think is one of the huge value adds that Clio offers as the tr only true integration platform in the marketplace, the only true platform of, of legal. And what we've done is we've, we've basically answered the customer request that we get over and over again, which is, you know, I, I don't want to leave Clio. I want everything I do in my day-to-day -day to be in Clio, and I want a closed, a closed loop. I want everything to be accessible and embeddable in Clio. So with our apps, what we saw is many people, while they loved our app ecosystem, it meant they had to go to multiple systems to access data. And with embedded apps, we're able to bring all of that under one umbrella, embed our integration partners directly within Clio. We have three launch partners at ClioCon that we're doing this with, which are uh, Fidu, Legal Boards, and Proof. And you can access seamlessly these full integrations from within Clio without, without ever leaving the experience. So uh, two really new, pro cool new product announcements that uh, we were excited to announce in the keynote this morning. Well, we've reached the end of the road for this episode. I want to thank Jack Newton for joining us, of course, the CEO and founder of Clio. Thank you so much, Jack. Yeah, and thank you, Lawrence. Great, uh, great talking with you, as always. And also want to thank our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please rate us positively and review us in your favorite podcast. Yeah, we'll see you next time for another episode of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS, find us on Twitter and Facebook, or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.